0: Married with Children, the podcast. Hosted by Dustin and Callie. 230 somethings. Just trying to make it through everyday life. For show questions and feedback, marriedwithchildrenshow at gmail.com. Sponsored by Spring Valley Farms. Spring Valley Farms is a family-owned, certified Angus farm that specializes in show cattle and freezer beef. If you have a young child breaking into the 4-H scene, there isn't a better place to visit than Spring Valley Farms. They aren't just looking to sell you a show heifer or show steer. They will be with you throughout the entire show experience. If you're a more experienced showman that would appreciate support from the farm that you buy your show cattle from, Spring Valley Farms is the place. The head herdsman for Spring Valley Farms has spent time working, showing, and fitting cattle at many Indiana regional shows, along with the National Junior Angus Show. If you have interest in Spring Valley Farms, feel free to email us at Show at gmail.com. And now it's time for the show. Welcome back to Married with Children, the podcast. Uh, Big episode last week, to be honest. A lot of new listeners. Had NC in the studio with us. Um, And I said it last week, probably one of the funniest people I know. But got another guest tonight and kind of branching out into some new things. But first of all, my co-host as always, my beautiful wife, Callie.
1: Hello. Hello. Definitely got some new people here, so it's exciting.
0: Absolutely. And in in the studio with us tonight, uh, Matt. Welcome. Thanks. And uh, to be 100% honest, like most things I do, zero plan for this evening. Uh, I'm just going to kind of run with things and see where we go with it and end up. But the first thing right off the bat that I want to announce is Matt is here tonight because we have recorded our first podcast we're we're branching out to another another podcast i have traded out my partner in crime
1: from Callie to matt i would say i think he's ditching me well <laughs>
0: i mean it's kind of like euchre partners i always try to it's avoid- like
1: i wasn't good enough for the first game and you said so you had to go to the next
0: exactly yeah <laughs> i started with you and i realized that's what you're
1: supposed to do i'm supposed to start with you I mean, like as a partner, yeah, you're like, okay, well, I'll do that for a few rounds. And then now it's like, okay, well, I'll do with, I'll go somewhere else.
0: Well, what I realized is, is that, and I, I texted this to my buddies at SmugCast the other day. I realized that I ordered a new microphone and it came with the UPS guy. Thank goodness I got home before you got yeah. here. Yeah, you did. But then I realized it's really difficult to order toys for the podcast when your wife sits across from you
1: well you tried to play it off really well
0: well i i told you that i got you a new microphone yeah. which was
1: true yeah he comes out and he says hey i got you something and i'm like okay cool he goes look you got a new microphone and then i look at yours and i'm like nope i got your old microphone because new you got to a, you you got a new microphone
0: new to you Th- that's <laughs> all that matters is the new to you part yeah, well, absolutely. I <laughs> absolutely i mean that's that's where i was at with it and 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 my buddy at SmugCast, he said, "Well, I send all my packages to my co-host," and I said, "Well, he should start a, a whole like like service, like he charges me three dollars a package to have them delivered right. there, and my wife doesn't know what I bought. I think that's a multi million
1: dollar idea." Yeah, unfortunately, I can usually tell some of the new stuff, not always because I it's hard telling, but most of the new stuff that you get with with your podcast stuff.
0: But look at how big I'm hitting it. I mean, I I'm, yeah, we're we're all over
2: the place. I know worldwide from Crawlersville, <laughs> Indiana. Who knew? And you have two podcasts now. I mean, you you are branching out. Yeah, what? I, I've doubled.
0: I mean, I my 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 podcast life has already doubled. Oh, Yeah. So anyway, I say all that to say that Matt is with us tonight because we are starting a podcast we're really excited about. It's called Throttled Up with Matt and Dustin. Um, and it's going to be a weekly breakdown of racing, um, something we're both passionate about. Uh, Matt is the voice of Brownstown Speedway, the voice, yeah. the, it's like voice. a celebrity. Oh, he is hundred yeah. percent, you know, and, and I'm going to jump uh, back and forth here again a little bit. Cause we don't have a plan. We talked a lot in the first episode of throttled up, which will be available on Apple podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. We talked a lot about nicknames, Matt. Yes. And you are you are very well known for giving some very good nicknames to people. So I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. And I'm going to say as and I understand that the voice could be a nickname, but as the voice of of Brownstown Speedway, what would Matt Staples'
2: racing nickname be? <laughs> That's you know, I've never thought about a nickname for me because you know, I'm you know, I'm kind of like and Jennings on the Dukes of Hazard. You know, he always saying, you know, why do they see my hands and not my face on TV? Well, I'm the – why do they hear my voice but don't ever see me? You know, so that's uh, – I've never thought of a nickname for me. So you're going to have to do something kind of – kind of ride on that one a little bit <laughs> which if you
0: listen to the first episode this is the classic deferral from matt because anytime you ask him a question he'll defer back to somebody else and wait until i make my pick so he can make well, a Well, that Dustin's pick.
1: really good he always but he always throws me on the spot like he does the same thing to me he'll ask me a question and i'm like um i don't know i think you just kind of throw it out there you're always the but question see, person it, it,
2: it cost me on throttled up because you got to pick larson and i didn't well, 100 so, percent, I, I knew so. where i was going with larson <laughs> i was hoping you wouldn't come back
0: around to that one so yeah. so so callie then i'm gonna i'm gonna throw to you what oh, what gosh. what would be your nickname <laughs>
1: i don't have any idea i'm not any good at nicknames
0: nothing you no nothing no zero well, my, mine would obviously be the roller coaster. I mean, if oh. if I was on the track. Is
1: that I, right? Like, you really think that's what it would be? Well, that's what I, I, you
2: would want it to be? Well, 100%. See, I expected Callie to come back to say you know, of love. Remember the old red hot chili pepper <laughs> oh, song? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, see, I was waiting for her to say of love. See right. Didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, that would be perfect.
1: <laughs> what was I
2: thinking? <laughs> I would I would probably just go with the voice because you know you know that I'm also Jennings County baseball the voice of Jennings County Absolutely. baseball and Jennings County you know football there you know I'm the voice of those also besides Brownstown you know, and, yeah way.
0: and to be honest I mean we work next door to each other and and and. You know, offices right next door, and really, you're the voice of my office too, because <laughs> you probably they,
1: just talk like. <laughs> well, the walls are so
0: thin, and yeah. both of us have loud voices, so he's really the voice of my <laughs> office, and I'm the voice of his office. Oh yeah,
2: you know, I was amazed when maintenance was in my office the other day that it's actually there's actually uh, insulation in there. There's no way I don't believe it. I th- they pulled it out. I don't believe you know, it. But, uh, <laughs> and I have to admit this, and and me knowing you, I think you're the same way. If I hear you start talking i make my office quiet so i can hear you know (laughs)
1: absolutely it's like the entertainment for the day (laughs) let's just see what's going on over there and the
2: louder the
0: voices go the more entertaining it usually is that's a fact yeah (laughs) so callie we talked it and again i'm going to kind of throw this back and and to kind of partner with throttled up um we talked obviously a lot about racing and and i'm going to throw it to you on on you're a brown sound grad yeah what's your memories of brown sound speedway
1: um i think i've been there i've actually been to the speedway twice and that was with you both times <laughs> i know of one because it was last year to no way out 40 right? it was absolutely yeah. <laughs> and uh i do think i attended when i was in high school at one point
2: but you said you sat on I the
1: sat hill at the Lake the and hill. Forest Club. Yep. set up on the hill at the lake and forest <laughs> so she
2: cheated the price yes yeah yes you know we could have paid those drivers ten dollars more <laughs> right but she sat yeah. up there on the line i
0: did but matt don't worry i've paid for her both times she's went with me i made her actually pay to get yeah, in.
1: we paid that time
0: those drivers appreciate that absolutely that's why we're going to try and get them on the podcast uh, you know no offense if you if you meet my wife it you know it, she just she never got into the racing scene <laughs> But I did tell Matt that we taught Alan what the stoplight meant. That's
1: where whenever he we went there the first time when he came I mean, when we brought him, that's where he started to learn the like stop is red and you know, all of the like everything with a stoplight.
0: <laughs> and I do believe he's gonna be a race fan in the sense that he hated any caution laps. He hated when the cars weren't on the track. His constant question was when are they going to go fast? To yeah,
2: he like. It? That's a he good thing to, to hear, right there. I'm, I'm glad and, to yeah. hear that.
0: I mean, if, if you're going to go to the races, isn't that what it's all about? Is when they're when they're at you know, pedal to the metal and going as hard as He, did, oh, he does
1: enjoy that the entertainment for it. Yeah, for sure.
0: And if I'm being a hundred percent honest, even with my background in athletics and some of the things that, that my wife and I have coached, there's a huge part of me that really hopes he decides he wants to race something because that's something i could really get behind
2: (laughs) you know i'm gonna tell you my my son which you guys both know quite well you know he's he's gonna be 22 here in july when he was born i thought i have my race car driver (laughs) (laughs) you know as soon as he was born and the the first toy he ever played with was a ball and that was all it was after that and you know you guys know he's you know he plays baseball in college but he is just now at 21 starting to really get interested in racing so you know I lost, because I really thought, you know, my race car driver was just born. We're going to own a race car. We're going to go racing. And and
1: you're going to, you're going to start small and then just keep building with the
2: never happened, moving
1: up.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's part of what I'm worried about because the first toy my son probably played with is a tractor and not that I don't love the tractor pulls. It's not nearly as exciting as sliding into turn four (laughs) to come for the checkers, at least in my world. I know there's several people that will disagree in the tractor pulling world. I'm worried that I'll end up at a tractor pull every weekend going in a straight line with no
2: with <laughs> no one on the track with me. Well, I'm going to argue there's more downtime at a tractor pull than there is a night of racing at a, oh, at a dirt track.
0: Yeah. There's no doubt there's more downtime, especially when they don't have the sled right and they've got to keep oh, resetting yeah. it.
1: And Alan, when we took him to the tractor pulls, he enjoyed the tractor pulls, but all that downtime in between, he was just like over it. <laughs> the like 10 seconds it took it to pull down the down the thing he was good but so
0: i'm gonna try and raise him right i'm gonna try and bring him back around and 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 keep him interested in racing and you know we'll hopefully we can get him in a go-kart and get him started and and then uh, we'll see where that goes uh i know that my wife cringes a little bit at the idea and actually (laughs) at the no way out 40 um who was it the flip last year Oh, I can't. I can't remember who I can't, who. I can't think of it either. But we're sitting there, and oh it, yeah, it, the, it couldn't have been worse timing for my future. But I'm sitting there, and I'm saying, "This is what if I oh, had it's
2: the, the Burton Construction car right there at the end. I can't remember who was driving it last year, but
0: yeah, I, 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 yeah, I can't remember they, either. But there were four. I said, I would love if it, and Callie and I had talked. I said, if he was going to race something, this is my thing. And if you listen to to Throttled Up, you'll know that, uh, uh, you know, I'm. I'm heavy into the sprint cars and it couldn't have been 30 seconds after i said this is what i would want Allen to drive that <laughs> that car goes tumbling over the outside banks and flipping multiple times and i just didn't say anything else the rest of the night i just thought mm.
1: i'm like really really that's what you want
2: you, you can get hurt doing anything man so that's a <laughs> valid point you know that's a, yeah, that my mom a panicked comeback. when i played football in high school but i probably got my worst injury in track than I ever did. And I'm being serious. Tell with that. that story, please, because I have heard that story. I, uh, if for those of you that know how, what, you know, what I look like now, I'm a little bit larger, but when I was in high school, I was a lot skinnier and smaller, and I actually pole vaulted for the high school track team, and uh, I missed the foam pit. And tore the end of my thumb off my sophomore year of high school and had to get constructive surgery to get my thumb put back on. And like you legitimately tore it off. That sounds awful. Yeah, all the way off. You know, the bone was actually out exposed to the air. And, and, you know, I had to take it to the teacher and show the teacher, hey, you know, I'm injured, need to go to the hospital. And, uh, but, you know, and I always reminded my mom of that. You know, I never, all I got was bruises in in football, but I had to go have reconstructive surgery because of my track time. So.
1: It's a rough sport,
2: <laughs> and you'll see that he
0: said his son is a baseball player. He steered him way away from the, the <laughs> pole vaulting track, life.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Lane did run uh, cross country in in middle school, and at that time he was actually in the top five of all time records for the middle school. But when he got to high school, he said he really didn't like it, so he just, he never pursued it again. Yeah. Know, and I don't understand that either. They get good at it, and then it's just it becomes boring to them.
0: Well, and and I hope that your son will listen to this podcast because I'm just going to throw out his biggest mistake was never listening to me and not playing high school football.
2: <laughs> and I'm going to tell a story. And uh, I mentioned it to you the other day when we were talking. Um, when Dustin was the high school football coach, he would come out when we would play the little blue on on Sundays. And my son showed up and was just kind of hanging out with all the kids working the the chain gang. So in between games, Lane goes out on the field and throws this beautiful pass. <laughs> oh, it was,
0: un- it was unreal.
2: Down to his buddy in the football field. And uh, I was announcing the, the little blue games at that time. And uh, Dustin comes up to the to the booth and he's like, tell your boy if you don't play for me to get off the, flo- the field. So the game starts and Lane comes back up to the tower with me. And, and I said, hey, Dustin said if you ain't playing for him, stay off the field. And he's like, oh. Okay, and he never went back out there after that, <laughs> and it didn't work the way it
0: helped. Yeah, yeah. I thought it would. I think <laughs> that
1: kind of backfired on you
0: greatly. I thought it would force him back to and and Lane and I always had a great relationship, honestly. And and every year, and, and Lane will tell you, I recruited him every oh, yeah. year, <laughs> and, and I think I was even recruiting him as senior year when he was going into baseball season. He had no eligibility left. Just yeah. because I knew the kid could have played and helped us.
2: And, you know, I, I'm going to blame me and Nick on that because he did go out for a little blue football when he was a kid. And somehow in practice, he got his hand between his face mask and another kid's face mask in a drill, and it busted the end of his finger open, and he was done after that. He was afraid that... He was going to get hurt and not be able to play baseball. So he gave it up right there.
0: Well, it probably came back to you telling the stories of you getting your finger, your thumb ripped off and pole vaulting. And yeah. he thought, this is as close as I'm ever going to get.
2: <laughs> you're, you're probably right. You know, that, that, that wasn't good.
0: Speaking <laughs> of Nick, I mean, let's pick on Nick for a little bit. <laughs> and hey, I know he is a subscriber to your podcast. Is that yeah. right? I Yes. Get, I get text messages. Um, he does listen. And he actually texted me the other night about the the uh episode with nc but he'll also text me and just say hey doing paperwork listening to your podcast so he does <laughs> he does subscribe and
2: listen and I, let's be honest is there anybody that's really better to pick on than than nick you know what i'll probably listen to you pick on him but i can't pick on him you know me and nick have known each other for uh 36, 36 years now me and nick Miggle have been friends so i you know i'm gonna give a big shout out to him <laughs> and uh that's another man that is a huge race fan. You're not kidding. And uh actually on my way over here tonight I sent him a text and said, Are you interested in going with me? Because I thought we could just snag him in as, as our first guest on Throttled Up. I would have been I would have been pumped about it. And he's he's remodeling his rental house and he passed on me, but uh you know, he is also a car owner because his son Dakota races a TQ midget. So, you know, he would fit right in on that. So Absolutely. I'm gonna tell this story and I tease because I don't know that I've really
0: picked on Nick a whole lot in my life because Nick has done a ton for me. And and when I came to Jennings County in 2009 as an assistant coach, Nick jumped in and helped take over our youth football program. And I'm going to tell you right now, you talk about a guy that cares about kids and is a kid Definitely. first mind. There's nobody better than him.
1: Yep.
2: I totally, totally agree with you on that.
0: But I am going to tell one, one hilarious story that's one of my favorites that I've ever had. And... His son, Dakota, that, that you just mentioned, raised TQ midgets, played football for me and loved Dakota to death. I actually, just saw Dakota at Country Mark the other day and was talking to him a little bit in the parking lot and loved him to death. But Dakota, we had, we had weightlifting after school, and Dakota had forgotten his shoes, had no tennis shoes. So he had to call his dad during school to ask his dad to go home because he he couldn't he couldn't get from school because i think dakota was even driving this time he couldn't get from school and home and they live close to the high school home and back in time that he wasn't going to have punishment from me for being late so he called his dad and we all know i mean as a father there's a special connection between father and son (laughs) oh yeah i mean yeah the, the it's the first time you truly understand unconditional love and that you would do anything, take a bullet for your child. So Dakota calls Nick and says, "Hey Nick, I, I've I've forgotten tennis shoes. I have none of them." Nick shows up at the high school and he brought Dakota tennis shoes without without any problem, and he brought him two different shoes. Two different ones? Yeah one one shoe was like a Nike for the left foot and a Reebok for the right foot.
1: So, but did he, did he at least bring a left and a right?
0: Yes, he brought a left and a right, but two two totally different tennis shoes because he wanted Dakota to remember to never forget his tennis shoes again. that's
1: awesome.
0: And I have never forgotten that. My son is only three and a half, but when my son's 15 (laughs) and forgets his tennis shoes, he will get two different tennis shoes because Nick Magel taught me that lesson. One of the greatest things I've ever seen is Dakota. And I honestly, I don't even think they both fit correctly. I think one was like a size nine and one was like a size 11, (laughs) and Dakota had to squeeze into them. But I'll be honest, I never had another day Dakota forgot his tennis shoes after I that. I bet not. So forget your tennis shoes, dad will bring you two separate ones. <laughs> That's awesome. But I would agree, Nick, definitely one of one of the the best guys I've ever been around.
2: And, you know, he is a definite asset to our community. Oh. Because, like you said, for multiple years now, he has been the commissioner of the youth football program and, uh, I mean, he grabs those bull, that bull by the horns by himself. You know, he organizes all the, the referees. You know, the the kids work in the concession stand, the front gate. He lines out all the teams. He goes and meets with the coaches in other communities. I mean, you know, if we, we do anything else tonight, I'm glad that we acknowledge him and the effort he puts forth to our football program and to the, the youth in our community.
0: And I And I'll be honest about that. I think the amazing thing is, is that, I don't know how many people truly know that. And when I say that, it's because it's not about Nick Magel. Oh, not at
2: all. It's the youth youth of our community.
0: It's not about, look at me, I'm the commissioner. And when I say that, I don't mean it by that people don't respect him. It's the fact that he constantly is working
2: to put kids first. That's exactly right. And, you know, he wants to build our football team. You know, and and you can see that, you know, he's working them. You know, with the flag football with with the little kids, and then he works it up to you know the tackle football with the fifth and sixth graders. And you know, I take my hat off to him. I'm very proud to say that he's my friend because of that. Also, and I can tell you, I,
0: I you know I coach for a long time, and there is nothing more vital to a high school football coach than having a youth coordinator. And there was nobody better for me than Nick. And 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 I do, and I agree with you. If there's anything we do right tonight. Which there's a good chance this is it. So let's. <laughs> it is early in the show. Let's let's just get it out of the way right off the bat. Check that one off your list. Yeah, we've done something good. You know, Nick. I, you know, the Jennings County community appreciates you. Um, the Jennings County community needs you, and and we we thank you for everything that you do. What you got,
2: Cal? You're Not- looking at me. Nothing. I'm waiting on you. You got nothing. No. Nope. Hey, I will tell you a funny matt and nick story since before we get off of nick well i think that's only only necessary (laughs) and i'm not gonna be able to tell you what year it is but it's it's been a bit back in the past between
0: 1976 and 2018
2: it would almost say (laughs) it was close to maybe 2004 2005 is is, okay it's where we're at me and and nick decide we're going to go to the indy 500 up in indianapolis (laughs) We have another buddy that lives over in Seymour, and he tells us about this place that we're going to park and we're going to camp and and we're going to have this great time. So we go up on a Friday, and we, we borrow a camper from another mutual friend of ours, and Nick's got the truck, and we pull it up there, and we got a generator for the air conditioner because, I mean, it was May, but it was like one of those hot Indiana days. Yeah. Well,
0: and let's be honest. Again, I'm going to go back to you talked about you being a smaller guy in high school (laughs) and this isn't a shot at nick because i'm a bigger guy too and and air conditioning to a big
2: guy vital oh definitely vital so we're we're in this nice camper we got you know he's got a bed i have a bed and uh we're looking out this camper because you know if there's nothing going off the track we're hanging out we're having a good time but we're in the camper because it is smoldering hot (laughs) and we're looking across this you know we're we're in this big field right there by the, the speedway and we're watching these two guys that pulled in in a little passenger car. And they start out with just two lawn chairs sitting in the blazing sun on Friday night. The sun goes oh. down and it gets comfortable. So, you know, everybody gets out and starts being Absolutely. Limited. So Saturday comes along and, you know, we we go over to the racetrack during the day for the pit competitions. And they had a concert and, and all that. Well, the guys went, I guess, to a dollar store somewhere and came back with a small table and an umbrella. <laughs> so me and Nick are like documenting Hey, these guys are—you know—they're getting out. They're of the sh- upgrading. They're, yeah, they got some shade. They're, they're
0: not total idiots. They have—they have upgraded quickly. They've
2: learned. And, and, and we're still sitting in our camper with the generator running, pumping our air conditioning. Sunday morning comes along, and we get up, and they tell on the radio, it's the fourth hottest Indy Five Hundred in the history of the Indy Five oh, Hundreds. So you know it is miserable. So we're sitting in here, and and. To help with the story a little bit, Nick has a extended or a long bed truck pulling this 30-some foot camper. Okay, that's what we pull in with. So we're sitting there, and it's probably 10 o'clock in the morning, and it's already horrible outside. People are all pulling in to park, and you got all the foot traffic, everybody going over to the speedway. And all of a sudden, we hear the brr of the generator runs out <laughs> of gas. So me and Nick kind of look at each other for maybe 15, 30 seconds, and we just decide... We're gonna go home, so we get up, load our stuff up. We never unhooked the camper to begin with. Get in the truck, and as everyone else is trying to pile in to go watch the race, You're we are driving. Dri- we're driving out, driving back to North Vernon. We just decided to watch the race on TV oh, no, because we're like, home. we're not gonna sit here without this air conditioning and pumping on this, these two guys. So, yeah, we camp. We camp Friday and Saturday. And Sunday morning, as soon as the generator ran out of fuel, we were done with the Indy Five Hundred. We did, we <laughs> camped all weekend to go home and watch it on TV. So <laughs>
1: that's awesome.
2: When the fuel's out, it's time to pack yeah, up. And, go. and that's you know, people you know, we went over, we camped and and came home and still watched the race on TV. You know, so that's that. I mean, again, I'm going to go back to when you're a bigger guy. Air conditioning's vital. Oh yeah, you know, it, that we was, it went to panic mode when we heard that thing run out cuz we didn't bring no extra gas, you oh, know, shit. so <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time I've heard that story, yeah. but that is
0: that is priceless. I that's almost awesome. told
2: it to you today, but I thought I'm gonna hold that back so I can I get like some it. real reaction for that. You know, so. you're already a podcaster
0: because you're, you have
2: saved.
1: Well, that's a lot better than what Dustin does because he likes to tell everybody stories beforehand and then he gets to tell them again.
2: Well, you know, we talk every. Me and Dustin talk every day, so it's going to be hard not to tell a story. That <laughs> you, know. It'll be new to you, but you'll yeah. be like, oh, I've heard this one. Uh-huh. You know, so. I mean,
0: because. Uh, Honestly, Matt and I are probably around each other about as much as you and I are. Oh,
1: I believe that. Oh, <laughs> no, I totally believe that. It's yeah. right
0: there next door to each other. Um, so, <laughs> I I'm, I keep laughing, but it, it is funny to me because tomorrow is the high school basketball regional. And uh, we're recording this on Friday night. The big Seymour basketball regional goes on tomorrow. And, and it, it kind of reminds me when you say you guys just packed up and left as everybody's coming in we there were no tickets you couldn't find even seymour high school you had to have a seymour address on your they were checking your id that's unreal like you couldn't go
1: just go to seymour high school and get them they said i saw online they were you were had to show your id that you were from seymour
0: and it's obviously it's a it's a romeo langford effect everybody wants to see romeo except for myself and my wife (laughs) we have regional tickets for tomorrow because Evansville North is playing there and, and their head coach Jason Roach and I don't know if Jason listens to this but a huge shout out to Jason and congratulations he's one of the best guys I know him and I coached 7th and 8th grade girls basketball <laughs> together
1: back in the day
0: 2008 yeah. we, we were coaching girls basketball together and, and Jason has always been a friend of mine but won the last two sectionals at Pike Central High School went to Evansville North this year was not expected to win. Uh, knocked off Castle in the I last upset game. Upset a
1: couple teams, for sure.
0: Well, beat three teams that beat him in the regular season right. during sectional and, and ended up at, at the regional. And I was teasing Jason the other day. I said, I am probably the only person headed to Seymour High School tomorrow morning that doesn't care about Romeo Langford being there because I'm there for Jason Roach. So right. in the same way you just packed up and said, hey, we were good with the first part. That's kind of like me because we've had multiple people, multiple people ask us, "What are you doing with your night tickets?" <laughs>
1: yeah, we're like, "Yeah, probably not going to the night game."
0: No, we probably are when Roach upsets Center Grove there tomorrow, you go. and it's it's New Albany versus Evansville yeah. North tomorrow night.
1: Which, by the way, you know, I I they said at school that they are also having the SAT at Seymour High School tomorrow.
0: Why would they have
1: ever? <laughs> they told they sent a, a memo out and told. Uh, us to tell our kids to have the kids be there by 7 15 to make sure because they were afraid they wouldn't find a parking spot which well, is which is i mean obviously i mean even though the game doesn't start till 10 30 last i mean well, last the, week the they were romeo lining up. game doesn't start till 12 right and what was it last week the night game obviously started at 7 30 or whatever they said there were people lining up at like 12 30 I in can, their lawn chairs
0: well i can promise you this we will not be there at seven
1: fifteen. you know now. they said that uh somebody also said they were putting uh porta potties up at the seymour school for people that like when they're sitting in line it, i don't know if that's true or not but i think they said that it was in the paper i haven't looked at the paper though
0: that is the that, that i'm is, like
1: is that for real
0: <laughs> but i will say as a school that plays in that sectional he raised eighty one thousand. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Seymour Seymour's gymnasium holds eighty one hundred people, I believe, and at ten dollars a ticket, it was eighty one thousand. Was the intake from the Romeo Langford effect itself? Well, that,
1: that gym was packed Friday and Saturday night. I think
0: Seymour doesn't get all that money, right? Not at all. No, that actually there is a percentage taken off the top, and forgive me, I don't know exactly what that is that the state pulls. And then the rest of it is all split evenly between
2: the teams that play in the sectional. Okay. Because I was curious about that. Because you'll know, see more hosts. Because they I,
1: host it every year. Now. Yeah, well, that's the size of the gymnasium. Right. Is, absolutely. Is that they is.
2: get 100%
0: of the, the concessions, concessions. Which is their, their... And they probably made more than 81000 off concessions. I would say so. There was a lot of people a there. A lot of people, yeah. And obviously, we didn't go back for the Saturday night game. When it was new, even
1: the Tuesday, even the Tuesday night game, there was still quite a few people there for that first game. And I'm going
2: to tell you, I think Floyd Central represented better Tuesday night than any other school that was there. That that was huge. There was a lot of people there. That
0: was unbelievable. I I mean, their student section. Oh yeah. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen a student section that big, and that loud. But I will throw out to them, and Jeff Sequera is the AD at Floyd Central. Floyd Central played at Brownstown last year at the high school mm-hmm. and, and I went to that ball game. My wife obviously works at Brownstown Central High School. They brought a fan bus with probably fifteen or twenty high school kids, but they brought like forty middle school kids. It, it was like of the their like middle
1: school, say. seventh and eighth grade like boys. I mean, or whatever. But it was
0: like to train those kids to become in, in the, the student, student section. section in the high school. Yeah and Sequera walked in and said 60 tickets he already had the money ready bought every kid a ticket in they had a fan block on this away game he had they were stopping for pizza everything was planned and it was one of the coolest things i've ever seen because these middle school kids started getting that buy in to the student section
2: you know our student section stepped it up this year and absolutely that should be something they should take note of and try to see if they can incorporate yeah. uh, teaching our middle school kids how to be fans in the student section that that's an awesome idea and i love that they did it on an away game because it doesn't take away
0: from the high school kids that want to be there at the home game in the student section and those kids get it, it kind of builds that camaraderie that oh, we definitely. ride on the bus together we gotta we gotta go to this well, place I mean, and,
1: and it was a i mean i think it was a pretty competitive game so it was it was a cool game for them to go to and be a part of absolutely
0: absolutely So, obviously, you know, big day of basketball tomorrow in the state of Indiana. We've talked a lot of racing tonight,
2: but basketball's still, you know, a huge sport here in Indiana. I do got to ask you, since you're not going to the night game, practice at Brownstown's on for you then, right? Oh. Do they have have
1: races already starting?
2: Practice tomorrow. Practice, because we talked several times about how...
0: You know, Nick had the or Nick. Matt has this built-in reason why he has to go to the racetrack on the weekends and that's because he's the voice of Brownstown Speedway. <laughs> and I've always kind of envied that because I love the the racetrack and I always feel kind of guilty to leave you at home with a, you know, a toddler and
1: uh soon to be two.
0: Yeah, soon to be two children yeah, two, running yeah. around. Yeah. I have always uh That
1: ought to make you feel even worse.
0: It should. <laughs> But now, see with the podcast. Oh
1: now you have to go. Yes. Uh
0: with throttled up the podcast, with Nick being the voice, he can't Matt, Matt
2: why do I keep why <laughs> that's a second time? That's unreal. I, I feel like a girlfriend that gets called by another girl's name. <laughs> I know. The jealousy it's like he's cheating on you. The, the right. jealousy's on your face. I can see
0: it. <laughs> Nick, it's because I love you. Um <laughs> but, <laughs> The best part is I'll know exactly when he listens to it because I will get a text message right about now. (laughs) But Matt has this built in thing and he can't be down in the pits to talk to these these drivers and all this stuff that's going on. So I have to be there.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a tough job
0: yeah you 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 sold that really
2: well
1: (laughs) really (laughs) really well
2: it does i mean it's you know every saturday you know you're in brownstown so
0: well and and here in the studio i have a wonderful couch that i'm i'm pretty sure that i'll be sleeping on (laughs) on those saturday evenings when i come back home but that's okay you know whatever it takes for the podcast. oh yeah
1: taking one for the team on that one huh? (laughs)
0: So, Callie, I'm going to throw out to you, you know, you being, you know, as we talk about the, uh, the the Seymour Regional coming up and we talk about these, you know, the the teams that are involved. Obviously, we see Evansville North playing Center Grove uh, in game number one and then New Albany versus Bloomington South in game number two. What are your picks for the regional?
1: Um. Well, I believe, I, I mean, I – as much as I I would love to see the upset, I think with Nor- with Evansville North beating Center Grove, I would say Center Grove would probably win that one. Um, now, <laughs> what was that for? I wasn't very happy with that choice. I know. Well, I just said I know, but and I believe that did Bloomington, Bloomington South and New Albany played earlier this year. I think
0: uh i don't know that those two did i will look it i up for some for you.
1: reason thought that they did and thought it was like a 15 maybe i don't know about 20 point but i was thinking it was like a new albany won by a decent amount but i i'm i'm not sure
0: well i do know that i mean if you want to play the game of you know six degrees to kevin bacon yeah um the idea that I know Bloomington South beat Floyd Central, and Floyd oh, did Central they? did beat New Albany. They did. Will, I'm looking it up right Is now. Is that right?
1: Because I know Floyd had one loss, but I wasn't. I didn't know who their one loss was. Their to. one
0: loss was Bloomington South. Interesting. In okay, I, did I believe not realize it. That. It was around Christmas time. I don't know if it was their holiday tournament or not, but they did have one loss to Bloomington South. Well, let me see here. I'm pulling this up. Uh, yes, they did play. They played back second game of the season for okay. New Albany. I thought no- it was pretty early. November 25th, uh, New Albany beat Bloomington South 70-58. to 58. So a 12-point 12, oh, 12. Okay. 12 win That's there. That's not terrible. Um, they did, and like I said, New Albany on December 8th lost to Floyd Central 47-49 to 49 in overtime. Right. But let me see here. December thirtieth, Bloomington South beat uh, New Albany, or excuse me, Floyd. beat Floyd Central by five okay. in overtime. So, I did
1: not know that because I, like I said, I knew that Floyd had one loss, but I was not, I didn't really know who it was from, and I did not think it was. I didn't realize it was Bloomington South. So okay, so know.
0: you're taking Center Grove in the early game, yeah. which is, you know, against my I better know. better judgment. I know. Um, you're taking Center Grove in the early game, and you're taking New mm-hmm. Albany in the night game. Correct?
1: In the second game, yeah.
0: Okay. In the yeah, in the second game. So in the night game we've got New Albany versus Center Grove. Where are you going there?
1: I don't really know. I don't really know much about Center Grove, to be honest. I don't have any idea. The uh well what I will tell
0: you what I've gotten the breakdown of is that they've got a, a NBA caliber kid.
1: Is now let me ask, is it like Dale Davis's son or something yes. play? Is that who you're talking about?
0: Yeah, I believe uh the the source I have uh, which is our athletic director told me said they both have a pro that was his thing and i believe he said it was the uh, Davis okay. kid so
1: i was gonna say i didn't realize until they were talking this week i didn't realize he had a boy that played there um which that i'm kind of excited to see that that'll be interesting that's not somebody we've seen very
0: true yeah i've not seen, i mean obviously seen, obviously center grove play right
1: but, i mean obviously we've, we've seen romeo i mean i saw that one front row so
0: and and I've, I've got to stick with my boy. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say North Upset Center Grove to keep the uh, shock the world idea alive. And then I'm going to say it's North versus Bloomington South because as much as I think... Really? As much as I think Romeo is a factor, I think J.R. Holmes has won 632 yeah, games. I agree with that. And there's no one who is more uh, technical and more fundamental than what J.R. Holmes and Bloomington South teams are. So I'm going to say they upset Romeo okay. right off the bat. We get rid of the whole Damon Bailey chasing the points total right off. That's gone already anyway. Well, yeah. It, I he, mean,
1: he's got to get like how many points to be able to get there. Like, you know, Floyd Central held him to 17. Right. Is that yeah. what he got there? Yeah. So he's probably got to get like 50. Yeah. 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 He's and I've like not 50s. even looked. And, the, it's and the, be, the, the bye hurt him too. Yes, because you know, he lost the game there. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, those ping-pong balls, you know, I mean, the IHSA. The way hate, they
1: bounced, right, in a good way. So they I hate to they be met, a con- conspiracy theorist. <laughs> they met in the final in the sectional championship. But, I
0: mean, when you look at the whole sectional, the way it fell out, I mean, Jennings County and Seymour played. The two teams who had the toughest seasons. The winner of that got New Albany on Friday night. Boy, that helped keep Romeo fresh. To come into Saturday night to play floyd central boy those the two ping be- pong the balls two big just fell out just right the
1: two best teams didn't meet till saturday night to
0: make sure the section worked yeah, out the that, right i way. mean
2: that was set up like it was supposed
0: to be set up right you know, but, well, no, but it's 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 ping pong ball
1: yeah they just pulled him out of the hat
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> just leave it i mean that. i <laughs> didn't want this to be a conspiracy theory episode so uh but uh yeah so I do though. I think I think you give J.R. Holmes the chance in in the playoffs, um, and he's had a week to prepare for him. I think they take him out. Yeah. I just
2: hope that they watch the film on Floyd and seeing how Floyd Central guarded Romeo because every every point that Romeo got he earned. Did you film. go to that game? I did not, but uh, Nick. He went and he gave me a play by play, and yeah. uh, he said most of Romeo's points that game were from the free throw line. Is that right? Because he said every time he got the ball, they double teamed him. So,
0: and I'll be honest, I I would have picked Floyd in that sectional game because I thought yeah. they That's by I was far, rooting for. They they had the better group. I mean, yeah. that group was impressive. Um, you know, Romeo is is Romeo though, and and I'll be honest, I really think he misses the. Um, and I can't think of the kid's name off the top of my head, but the. It was the superintendent of New Albany and Floyd County's son, um, that played there a couple of years ago, the great outside shooter they had. Um I don't remember. Starts with an H.
1: Got nothing. I can't help you at all.
0: I can't I can't think <laughs> of it right now. It it'll come to me in a minute, but um man, he could he could shoot, and I think they're really missing that kid that was yeah. outside and could shoot. So um all right. Well let's uh let's move on a little bit and uh you know, we've talked a little bit of racing and again I wanna I wanna take this time here to point out the idea of throttled up, you know, in this new podcast that Matt and I are starting, and that's Matt. Um Nick will probably be a regular on the podcast, but I've called Matt and Nick a couple of times and you know, let's just be honest, they're really interchangeable people. Um <laughs> so you
2: can just kinda kinda yeah, I, I would like to make Nick, you know, at least a once a month guest because I mean, he, he loves racing just like we do, so I would like to see him as a, uh, maybe an, an Ed, Ed McMahon of throttled up, you know, where he sets in with us, and he's, he's just here.: Yeah, you know, and because he, he's definitely worthy of giving any opinion also, because he watches a lot of racing. You know.
0: I agree completely. The only thing I'm going to say is when you, when you throw out the Ed McMahon idea, I'm not sure that Ed McMahon ever left the couch on the Johnny Carson show. Nick has to go home. Okay, you, you got a good point. He's—I I don't want to come out to go to work the next day, and he's still sitting on the couch. So, Nick, you're welcome, but you have to go home.
1: But you can't stay here. <laughs>
0: yeah, you don't. Well, that's true. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.
1: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> just,
0: just, just to throw that out. So, so I am going to say though, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit back to the racing type thing. You know, Callie, your first year here in a little bit of a fantasy NASCAR pool, you jumped in. <laughs>
2: yeah. um, I, I don't know if Dustin's broke it to you, but Danica's not racing Texas. <laughs> yeah,
1: so so here's the thing. Dustin gives me this paper and is like, fill this out. And so I'm like, I don't even know anybody to fill out. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'll just look up. I said, I'm just going to look up the... Uh, daytona you know list and i'll just write them randomly on there and he's like good idea and i'm like okay so i sent (laughs) it to him
0: for the majority of the drivers that is a good idea but
1: you didn't inform me that there were drivers that were on there that were not going to race every other race callie we have
2: the most ever in this in there this year and i'm so glad that you are participating (laughs) with this i'll put it that way (laughs) but you will not believe the studying that everyone does to see I went as far as putting Cole Whit and um Cory LaJoy on my Twitter account and I sent them a personal message asking what races they were going to race <laughs> oh my so I could figure out where to place them in the, in our NASCAR pool I mean that's that's where we are at with this I told and
1: Dustin I- whenever I <laughs> sent him a picture and I'm like just tell just tell him not to everybody don't make fun of me because I really don't have any idea and that's when he sent back or when he got home that night he said you know that danica's not racing in all those races she's only racing in this one and this one i'm like thanks for no, telling it's, me. it's only this one
2: yeah which yeah. is daytona <laughs> Yeah.
1: i'm like thanks thanks well,
0: it, but i am gonna throw out and it's early and in this league it can go downhill really quickly but i am gonna point out right now and to your credit you are currently second in the points in the league which
1: i was just i was just glad because like so, like, I don't even know how many people are in that league, but, like... 19. Okay, I was going to say 20, so 19. Like, 15 of you guys put Danica on the first race, obviously, because that was the only race she's racing. she raced that. <laughs> and that's the only one she's racing. Yeah. N- but I, but I, I, will, I will, what place did she get? Whatever it was, my person ranked higher.
0: Right, but l- I'm going to tell you right and now...
1: And so I said, I'm going to take the 41... Or whatever it'll, it'll it is. It'll probably the, be
0: 37. Yeah, eagons. because they, they can't get that many drivers right now. But. Oh, well,
1: that's even better for me. But she placed, like, way low. And so I'm like, well, you know, but here's, what what here's what I'm
0: Here's what I'm going to throw out right now. I will bet you – you're right. I took Danica Patrick and the – tell him 500. But I will put you a $100 bet right now that – She finished better in the 500 than she will at Texas Motor Speedway.
1: Oh, I didn't say that (laughs) she wouldn't. (laughs) And
0: and you can go ahead and pay up right now. But I will say, you are currently in second place. Um, And
2: let's see. Which, which that might change by the time this airs. So, you know, because
1: this is Friday night. That is true. By the
0: time it airs, it could change. Uh, Currently on Friday night, Nick, who we've talked a lot about, fifth place, uh matt in eighth place um and i'm somewhere you know closely
2: behind those well i'm in there twice because you know when we first started this league we didn't have a whole lot of participants so i i took two cars and i, I keep the two cars and my second one is i'm down there with you i think we're we're kind <laughs> like of br- just right behind eight yeah like, yeah. our, our nickname might be Caboose right now in the league. So. <laughs> so, so, but, hey, you know
0: what? I'm, I'm very confident in it right now because last year I started out like a fireball and I was up towards the top. And then about the last six races I fell apart. So I figure, hey, I'm having my
2: lumps now only to grow and you know out of the the three the three girls that are in the league you're all the leading girl out of the three so <laughs>
1: i just like how this like just do it it'll be fun i think it was it was one of those just do it it'll be funny for me to laugh at you like i think that's what it was
2: i totally disagree because i, I uh, think, No, you I, cannot I dis- disagree I think he's, about that. he's totally got your back on that one <laughs> that's it's, just, such a it's a learning curve and and let's be honest,
0: right now I'm seventeenth and you're second. There's a lot of space <laughs> to make
2: up right there. So what
1: week what week is the week ever whatever week I put Danica, when is that? Like is it coming up so I can it's get like, over with? I, I
2: think eighth or ninth, if, yeah, if I can yeah, remember. Yeah, so
1: so at least we'll gotta kind of get it over with here at the beginning so that then we can move on from that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and, but and, and you'll you'll notice if you watch the guys that's been in a year or two, we load the bottom end of the schedule and Right. Do, do right. all the iffy ones at the beginning. So that's uh, at least you did that at the beginning and not the end. So And this week you've got Casey Kane.
0: And yeah. I have I have Kurt Bush. So I, I tried Ugh. to spread a little yeah. bit out. So I've got Kurt coming into this weekend and hoping that uh, he's gonna he's gonna do
2: something for me.
1: So Yeah I had zero strategy.
2: Hey, we brought up Lane and we're kinda of pushing throttled up and that was the first big name driver Lane ever met when he was in diapers and Kurt Ka- Bush. No, Casey Kane. Casey Kane, all right. And Casey was a starving sprint car driver at that time because when Lane was a kid, my next door neighbor, diehard Sprint Car fan, owned a sprint car team and his race shop was ten feet from my house and uh Indiana Sprint Week came around and uh my next door neighbor would let all the Sprint car drivers if he didn't have nowhere to go come to his house and they could crash at his house. Really? In between the races, what a cool deal! And uh, he had an outside like power wash area for his sprint car, so they would all clean their cars and work on them. Lane comes over; he is in a diaper and nothing else. Walks across and, to hang out, and here's a young Casey Kane starving in a sprint car racing Indiana Sprint Week, and Lane climbs up in the in the in the sprint car and helps steer the car in to the to the race shop so they can work on it for the go racing that night and. Uh, so, you know, when Lane gets a little older and realizes, hey, that guy racing NASCAR was the same guy that was starving in a sprint car. So, you know, Lane has rooted for Casey ever since then. So, that's cool.
0: That's really cool. I've never heard that story. That, that's, and again, going back to what we talked about a lot on Throttled Up, that's that, that humble idea of, you know, race drivers.
2: Oh, yeah. And, you know, and, you know, Casey, you know, he's from Washington State. So, you know, he was away from everybody that he really knew. And uh, you know, my neighbor took him in. Hey, got a place for you to stay this week. Use my race shop to fix your car. And uh, you know, we got to meet him before he was famous. That's awesome. Huh. Very cool. I, I'm going to throw out to you right now,
0: Matt, because again, you know, we we brought you on to kind of announce Throttled Up, and we're we're really excited about this whole new deal. But and I already asked, and it fell short on on the uh, the nickname. But we're going to go with the voice. Um, so I'm going to put you on the spot again here, just a little bit, and uh-huh. ask you. If you had to pick one race memory, whether it's when you were calling races, I know we already talked on throttled up and going with your your grandfather the first time. But if you had one great moment, whether it was you know a NASCAR race or a dirt track race or you know, I, I mean, I'm assuming it'll be a sprint car race because there's no. Okay, then obviously you've never <sighs> <Bad> seen <exception. laughs> you've never seen those ideas, but. What would it be? What is the the moment that sticks out at the
2: track? I'm gonna say the it's gonna be multiple moments, and it's been all the years that we would go over to Eldora for the World 100 and the Dream. Uh, there at one time it was like a little North Vernon over there. We would go over and all of us camp together. I mean, it, there'd be you know twenty or thirty people from North Vernon, all of us camp together and hanging out, enjoying ourselves, and uh, just that atmosphere of you know we would camp together we kind of ate all of our meals over at the campsite together Then we go over and sat in a big clump there in turn one at Eldora Speedway I mean that's I I couldn't you know we would be here for three hours if I told you all my memories at Eldora <laughs> Speedway like that so that was uh that's why I gotta say you know that really I I, I can see them in my mind I can pinpoint them but I you know I don't want to break them all down and you know each one of them because it'd be way too long talking so well, that's a great segue
0: because that's a perfect time for me to also tell my wife that in the first episode of Throttled Up, um, I am going to Eldora Speedway this year, and <laughs> and it's, at, at least twice. And it's, I mean, it's <laughs> it's a requirement of the podcast. Again,
1: it's it's part of the job, right? It is, and yeah.
0: I I can't help it. I mean, my boss Matt is he's 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 a slave a driver yeah. a little bit, and he said, "Hey, you're gonna go to Eldora and 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 do this stuff." So
1: yeah i'm sure you're gonna have a lot of working going on there
0: well i mean i i'm Probably sure for about an hour and a half i'm sure that we'll break off to have a little bit of fun <laughs> Maybe but not a lot yeah <laughs> so yeah so that's cool i mean the the uh, the idea of eldora um and kind of that again going back to what we talked about a little bit on throttle up that community nature that family nature of of the racetrack so then I'm going to ask you this because I'm going to follow up a little bit for a little bit more on on track do you have a memory of a race or a moment that was one of the most exciting races you called one of the most exciting moments you called
2: you know something that you just that sticks out in your mind not not really because I mean when I go out and and i call the races on saturday night i mean i am in i guess what i would call my element i am super excited you know to be there doing that and they all are pretty much genuine you know every saturday night so
0: but nothing that sticks out that was just an amazing you know accomplishment or a feat that a that a driver had that that you had or or i'll, I'll even t- I'll, I'll give
2: you two from uh one from 2016 and uh another one from last year 2016 young kid uh, in the pure stock class not even a dirt light model so you know we're in the pure stocks drives a number 11s Zachary Stalker he won his very first ever feature event he just went to college last year so he was a senior in high school wins a pure stock feature event at Brownstown Speedway and I go down because if you guys ain't never been to the racetrack I go down and interview after every feature event talk to the winner we, we, you know, we talk about it. So Zachary pulls in to the, to victory lane, climbs out of the car. Mom and dad are there and you know, it's a family event. Zachary's crying because it's his first ever feature event. Dad is crying and Zachary and dad hug. And I will tell you what I was, I, I almost had like a voice quiver when I was trying to talk no. to him because it was a genuine moment of what you said unconditional love between a father and a son absolutely and zachary made the comment that he was so excited that they were at victory lane because him and his dad worked so hard to make sure they was at the racetrack every saturday night and then they made it to victory lane and i remember when i interviewed him i told him that i was so glad that i got to share that moment with them that uh you know because i was interviewing him. Because it was genuine, and that's he, awesome. You know, a lot of guys get so almost calloused to yeah, right. I've, I've won another race. This was I cannot believe we finally did it, and uh, I guess as an announcer, that was probably the greatest time ever. And Zachary's a good boy, and uh, you know he uh, he's he's a guy you root for just because you want to root for him. You know, and uh, and then last year, a super stock driver by the name of Tim Shumpy won his first ever feature event, and it was the same way. And I kept calling it every week. I'd be like, you know, he is strong every week. I kept talking about, like, when they come out to Hot Lap that, you know, this guy is working up to win, and he got his feature win. And uh, there wasn't as much emotion with him as there was with with the Stalkers. But, uh, but there was, it was still it, that culmination.
0: Oh, yeah. he, he had finally gotten the, Yeah,
2: he got, you know, what he had been striving for, and it, it's such an enjoyment to be a part of that, that you get to experience that with him. You know, and not just – I'm sure it's great for the spectators but because I get to actually interact with them that that you would not believe, you know what that what that's like. So <laughs> You know and
0: and I'm going to I'm going to twist it a little bit on you because that truly to me shows who you are in the sense that you chose two classes of guys who had gotten their first win who were not the big name guys who wrenched it every week in their their own shops who work their tails off to keep their cars on the track so i'm going to twist it the, the question on you a little bit because and i and i mean that I
1: a hundred questions kno- here yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> i know that's who you are but i'm going to twist the question a little bit in the sense that who have you been you know whether it was in the pits with or got the chance to interview in victory lane that was kind of the starstruck moment that you couldn't believe again You've been a race fan since you were five years old. The first time you were at the track, we talk about that and throttled up. When you look at it, who's that person that you're like, oh my goodness, I'm standing here actually talking to? Um It would have been last Dustin Roller. <laughs> I knew that. I mean that was what <laughs> I, that was, it, I I didn't want to jump in and say that, but you know, you
2: are blessed to I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I always looked up to a guy out of Kentucky. By the name of Dustin Linville, and his name was the Rooster. That was his nickname. He was the Rooster, and he won a race. And uh, I got to go down, and, and I was rooted for him before I became the announcer at Brownstown Speedway. So when I got to interview him, that was like a, a you know a checklist moment. That and then you know Dustin don't even race anymore. He, you know he decided that uh, he wanted to spend time with family and hung it all up. And I mean he was a front runner. A guy that if he was in the race, you need to worry about him being the winner, and uh, hung it all up for family. But when I got to interview Dustin Linwell and, the, and Victor Lane at Brownstown Speedway, that was a—I uh, don't know if it's a starstruck moment, but it was like like I said, a checklist moment that I got to interview him. So that's a that's a pretty
0: special moment, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to tell another story. Um, and again, I know Callie just laughed and said it's like it's like a hundred questions, but. <laughs> but we're kind of introducing our throttled up podcast and we didn't want our throttled up podcast to just be an interview with you because right. that's not the the structure of it. And I asked you to come on here and be a guest as well. You got the opportunity at the no way out two years ago to interview a young sprint car driver.
2: Yeah. And, and, uh, Brian Clawson is who, is who you're talking about. Am I, am I correct? Yes. That, uh, that really wasn't a starstruck moment. That was uh, at the time I interviewed Clawson. That I thought we were going to watch Brian Clawson at least multiple years at the Indy Five Hundred, if not, you know, a full-time NASCAR driver. Or Brian Clawson was going to be around. I figured for the rest of my lifetime. Because, His you
0: trajectory know, was he was going to do anything he wanted. You
2: know, be. I'm in my mid forties, and I thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to be an old man, and Brian Clawson is still going to be wheeling something. And uh, I remember I. Brian Clawson raced in California the night before the No Way Out that year, and I kept pushing. You know, this guy got on an airplane and flew from California to Indiana so he could come down to Brownstown, Indiana, and race a sprint car race at Brownstown Speedway. To me, when I announce, I try to be the race fan that gets to yell on the microphone all night. That's how I try to look at my job that night. So I try to say things that if I was sitting down in the stands with my friends, what do, am I going to be interested in? And that was a big deal that he left California, flew all night so he could get to Brownstown on a Saturday, and here he parks it in, uh, in Victory lane at Brownstown, and we go down and we have a great interview. I talked to him for a few short minutes after the interview, and like I said, I thought he's the next big thing, and it is a short time after my interview with him in Brownstown that, that he gets killed racing a race car, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it crushed me, and, and you've been in my office a hundred times. And uh, you know that on the wall behind my desk, I have a picture of me interviewing Clawson in victory lane at Brownstown Speedway. So that's, that shows you how important that, that moment in my lifetime was that, you know, I want everyone, you know, to realize that, that Brian, you know, he touched my, my life, you know, in those, those few moments that we got to celebrate his victory there. So.
0: And, and and I agree. And I like that you brought up that it wasn't a starstruck moment because I've heard you tell that story and I knew what it meant to you. And that's why I wanted to bring it back around because I don't know that there's been a guy in racing and there's been a lot of guys who have passed away in racing and it's, and it's a, it's a sport that, that, that hit hard. But when BC was gone, because it was so young with so much
2: potential, I think it hit the racing world in a way that no one expected. It'll never be the same because of his void. I mean, you know, that's, that's the only way I can say it. And you know, the cool thing about that picture in my office that you've seen, I had no idea I was going to end up with that picture because the guy that took that photograph travels with the, the non-wing sprints. A year had passed to last year's No Way Out, and I walked down to Victor Lane to interview Chaz Bo- uh, Baseflug that, that won last year's mm-hmm. No Way Out, and that photographer's there, and he says, hey, before you go back to the tower, I have something for you. So a year plus has passed because, you know, we had the the rain delay on the mm-hmm. no way out last year. And then he hands me this 8x10 of me standing in victory lane against Brian Clausen. So that was like, I had no idea that was coming. And, I mean, that is, you know, that's like one of my prized possessions is for the fact that he was the future of all kinds of motorsports. Yeah, because right right anything there. he, again, we talked a little bit about
0: this on Throttled Up. There are guys who can jump in any kind of vehicle and be competitive. Doesn't matter. Oh yeah. And and Clawson was one of those guys. It didn't matter if it had a pedal and four wheels, he was going to make it make it go. And and I I want to bring this up, and and no doubt am I a Tony Stewart fan, but I think Stewart doesn't always get the credit for the human being that he truly is. Um, he's fiery. Is he? Oh, is yeah. he a guy that'll get into you? Yes, but. You know, one of the things that came out of that whole deal was, you know, and we talked about it on Throttled Up, but the idea that racing is a family and these guys are behind those people. And I remember I read the article that uh, Brian Clawson's fiance, I believe, put up his racing helmet at a charity auction to try and help raise yeah. money for the family. Yes. And, and I could be wrong and, and somebody can correct me if I have the, the figure wrong. I believe that Tony Stewart bought that helmet for $40,000.
2: That's the number I heard also.
0: Okay. And then you're going to say he gave it back to And he to gave her. the he- helmet oh, back really? to the, the yes. fiance. Yes, he purchased the helmet at the charity right. auction. And and I believe and again someone can correct me but I'm glad you you heard the same thing. I believe he spent $40,000 to buy hit Brian's race helmet. But after buying it and and I and and I want to make this clear from what I understood in the article he didn't make a scene of it at the auction. He yeah. accepted the helmet. He gave us, you know, he made his payment, and then behind the scenes, took it to the fiance and said, yes. "You deserve to keep this."
2: And I'm, I'm going to tell you something else that ha- that Brian personally changed my life with, and it came after I watched a uh, a show on ESPN when I realized Brian was an organ donor, and his heart is still beating in another man's chest right now. That I actually, the next time I renewed my driver's license after that i changed and became an organ donor myself because i was touched with that brian still reached out after the fact and is still touching people today so you know what that's amazing i had never heard that 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 he was an
0: organ donor and that his heart is in someone else today that is that is absolutely and in the
2: show on espn his his fiance and family went and visited the gentleman with with his heart and the gentleman let him listen to it. And, and, and oh, I mean, it, that reacted to me. And I, when I renewed my driver's license, I actually changed it to become an organ donor because I was inspired that much by Brian's story.
0: That's very cool. And, and you know, that, that kind of leads me into another, another story that I heard today. And I was talking to a, a, a friend of mine, and his sister-in-law has uh, a kidney issue. And his sister-in-law has had one kidney transplant already. But his wife was supposed to be the kidney donor for the first kidney, and they were a perfect match. Well, right before she went in to be the kidney donor, there was a, an accident, and they found a different kidney, so they didn't end up taking hers. Well, anyway, when they put the kidney in, it changed the whatever the, the things are that you know make it a perfect match. So she, this kidney is now starting to fail again. She needs another kidney. The wife, the sister, is no longer a perfect match to her. Oh, she yeah. was several years ago, is not now. But they've worked out this thing. they figured out a way. The wife is going to donate a kidney to a person in Louisiana. There is someone from that area who has family that's not a perfect match for this person that's going to donate to the sister-in-law. Really? So it's like this, this trade of kidneys, but... You know, again,
2: same kind of thing. If you're not an organ donor, go out and be one. Yeah, I totally agree. And I never thought about doing it before I seen that story on ESPN. And I was like, I mean, I was just compelled. I have to do this. And I'll be honest, we were at, and it was kind of cool.
0: I'd never seen it before. We were at the Indy Fuel game Saturday night and went up to watch a little bit of hockey game. And they do a thing where, you know, it's kind of like a contest, but if you're an organ donor, you pull out your ID and you wave it. And then they choose a certain section and row. And if you're in that row, you win a prize pack if you're an organ donor. So I thought that was a really cool way. And it was kind of, it, it was amazing to me to see the amount of IDs that were out waving that were organ donors. And and again, you know, I can't imagine being that family that someone's life is spared because of that gift that somebody oh, gives. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a, you know that's a really cool thing. And again, if you're not, check out that you know the Brian Clausen story on ESPN and and consider being an organ donor. So, um, Callie, I'm going to throw it to you now. You know when we talk about favorite race story, um, you've had to sit here and watch several races with me, and I've got an idea what your answer is going to be on this one. Okay, if you think about one race. That is your favorite memory, whether it's NASCAR, you've been to the dirt track twice in your entire life. Three times. She just cheated the front gate yeah. on the third one. there. We didn't
1: even stay that long.
0: Well, that's what I would say, too, if I cheated the front gate. I only showed up. To I mean, the, I
1: don't mean like I shouldn't have paid. I'm just saying, like, I don't even know that you would count it as actually going. I only showed up to I, the
0: movie for the preview. So it yeah. doesn't count if I left already.
1: That's not what I was saying.
0: Do you have a race moment that really sticks out to you?
2: I don't know. You know, you told me last year for the No Way Out that she was amazed that the announcer at Brownstown was texting you, telling you who was at the racetrack. Absolutely. Yeah, when we were getting ready to leave, and I said, hey,
0: Matt just texted me and said, (laughs) Chase Briscoe is at the racetrack. We need to be there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I thought, and I will bring it up, I thought you would say the race last year...
1: I think... that that would probably be if okay, I Okay, go ahead
0: then, if that's what I... I want to see if I'm right.
1: <laughs> I don't... I guess this is just the only racing memory I have. I don't know. I just... I don't know. The one I'm thinking of is the race that... Because obviously the league that you were in, uh, or not the league that we're, we've been talking about making fun of me about, but the other league, uh, to where you've got your three drivers or four drivers, whatever you had at that point, when you had i don't couldn't even tell you the race but i know we were watching it out on the deck
0: there you go i was right that's the one i was thinking of <laughs> and, and, and the first time in league history my drivers finished one, one two, two three, three.
1: yeah wow. yeah that's impressive Absolutely. did you have four drivers at that Trifective. point or was it three
0: it was just three, three drivers three? yeah and it was um uh it was actually stenhouse. it was yeah because it was talladega it was when ricky stenhouse won his first race and I went one, two, three yeah. last year, and that's actually what what brought me into the lead and carried me to the win yeah. was those one, two, three. And that's what I thought you would you would bring up as your because I mean memories.
1: we had it out on the deck, and I don't even know what we were doing out there if we were messing around or just watching it. I can't remember, but I know that we we no we were doing something. Maybe we were putting lights on the deck or something. I don't know, but we had like stopped and we were watching, and as it came around that last time, and you were like, oh my gosh, and it happened
2: <laughs> by the way i won in that league pete yes
0: yes <laughs> if pistol is listening matt wants in and we we could use it we could use another one really ten would be really good
1: better than you're not i was say i know you've got a ninth now
0: yeah we're at nine now ten would be really good that would cut us to 30 drivers that would be that would make it even more interesting than what it is now but a lot of fun
1: way to throw that in
0: there (laughs) absolutely get it in all right well we're at an hour and eight
2: minutes um anything else cal what what's your favorite race moment you've asked us 100 questions okay
0: yeah yeah good call that's fair i'll be honest i think i and i and i can't tell you the year because it was it was several years and it's probably two and again i'm gonna go back to me being a, a stewart fan um and i'm gonna go with for my for my nascar memory it would be with stewart and it would be one of the the multiple races he won at martinsville speedway and there was nothing as much as i love a lot of different tracks the one i've never been to is is martinsville speedway and i would love to to be there uh there is something about having to drag race down the straightaways and then hit those tight turns and stewart was magical there for a while oh, and yeah and you know and him and gordon were if they were the two that's going to win no one no one could touch and i loved watching him at martinsville the second part of that nascar kind of memory would be seeing him on the road courses and and i know as a, most nascar fans like they hate road courses i still love road courses because it's such a change and there's nothing I love more than when they put the camera on the pedals and getting to see these guys and a guy like Stewart, a guy like Gordon that could truly road race, that was still a, still an oval guy, because I know there's those road racers that work in. Watch them work the pedals and be able to race those things is amazing. That heel toe technique. Oh that, my god! You know,
2: I I remember being younger and trying that, and I couldn't even come close. You know, it's amazing how they can work two pedals with one foot and you know and, and still have another foot for the clutch and everything else yeah. that that is amazing and that's
0: what and again I wouldn't want it, I wouldn't want NASCAR to be all road courses but I have no problem with the ones they throw in and I'm going to be honest and I know this is in, in this area this is going to sound really bad I wish Indy would go to the road course
2: <laughs> so are you looking forward to the roval at Charlotte in the in the playoffs 100% I am too I think that 100%. will be 100% one of the most exciting races this year, and because especially because it's in the playoffs, and and that's why. And again, I'm 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 willing to see with them bumping
0: back the the Brickyard out of the August heat, which was just yes. miserable. Yeah. But I'm going to argue anyway when you move them, and and I will say this: I shouldn't I shouldn't be as negative as what I'm getting ready to be. The Xfinity series showed some raciness last year with the package they had. Yes, but the. The Indianapolis Motor Speedway is not a stock car, stock car track. It's just not set up for those kind of cars. I would love to see them put them on the Grand Prix track and
2: let them race that there. You brought up the, the brickyard. I got to tell you another another race story. Then, when the Indianapolis Motor Speedway proposed, they were thinking about letting NASCAR race there. They had a a tire test. You know that's how NASCAR was selling. They were going to test do a tire test with nascar there i worked for my family then in a machine shop i was early early 20s and you know like i told him throttled up my grandpa diehard race fan he comes to me he was my boss tells me we need to go to indianapolis for for work is is the story he tells me when we're there so he wanted me to drive so me and him drive to indianapolis i'm like where are we going we get on the interstate he tells me we're going to the speedway i had no clue that nascar was doing a tire test at the speedway so we get there and we actually sat for an afternoon the first time ever nascar had been on the indianapolis got on the track and we watched the tire test and then the next year they announced they were having the indian you know the brickyard 400 so that was uh that was pretty cool for the first time ever to see that right there so that was that's another like i told you in throttled up you know my grandpa is the only reason i'm a race fan because he needed a buddy to go to the races you know so (laughs) me and my brother became those buddies so so and that's again and not not knocking
0: the indianapolis motor speedway because it's iconic and i know that a lot of nascar people still want it to be raced on the same track but i do think the idea of putting it on the road course would be an interesting idea but if i move away from nascar i mean obviously and I and I really hope we can get Chase not only on the show, on Throttled Up, Chase Briscoe. I hope I can get him here live because I have a wonderful youth medium Risky Brisky T-shirt that I want him to sign next to his dad's name.
2: But watching Kevin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Callie, how's he looking at youth medium?
1: <laughs> I was digging through shirts that day, and I'm like, you want this? You want this? And he's like, oh, my gosh. And I hold it up and hit his rather small <laughs> well i
0: mean if i was gonna say i looked at it in the mirror i would say slightly snug slightly i would
1: say you it's kind of like get it on
0: oh i i i know i can get it on i'm concerned it, it you I'm just concerned. have
1: to cut it off
0: yeah i'm concerned about getting it off and it i mean it's and i mean it's vintage i mean that is risky yes, brisky is, driving school but watching kevin briscoe get around in you know the number five at, at Bloomington Speedway, the Briscoe Mobile Homes Sprint car, there was something special about that. And again, I grew up in Mitchell, Indiana, and, and it's really cool to watch a kid like Chase go from a place with one stoplight in the town, and and he's racing in the Truck Series. He's racing the Xfinity Series. And in the next couple of years, he'll be in the
2: racing in the, the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series he's another one that he'll race whatever he wants to race oh in heartbeat you know he and uh you know i'm gonna throw out another name you know chase you know kind of comes from the the sprint car side of things and i'm gonna say bobby pierce because you know he gets in the, the trucks when uh, the nascar trucks show up at eldora and bobby ain't afraid to you know mash the gas and 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 race so you know he danville illinois i know you're originally from illinois so there, there's I, another, another connection to you Oh, even more than that born in danville illinois And, you know, that's where the the Pierce's are from. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, the tall, cool one, Bob Pierce, you know, raced for years, won everything he ever thought about racing. Actually, he's probably one of the very first guys I ever seen on a racetrack was a number 32 dependable carburetor car. And, you know, on the bottom of the car, tall, cool one is what it said. And, you know, and he lived up to that name. You know, that talk about nicknames. How cool of a name is that?
0: Oh, yeah. If you can be anything, you want to be the tall, cool one. Oh, yeah. That's
1: yeah.
2: yeah. Those
0: are all the things that have never been said about my wife.
1: I knew that was coming. (laughs) I knew that was coming.
0: Neither tall. Well, I'll move on. Um,
1: (laughs) Just wait till we get going on short jokes. I've heard all of those, too.
0: The uh, just to to totally divert from racing, the worst decision I ever Don't made. Talk
1: even talk
0: about. Gonna, it. Uh,
1: <laughs> oh my! It's the been, worst present ever.
0: Oh yeah, it, it went over really poorly. It, obviously, we have made fun of Callie for several years about her height.
1: Which, by the way, I just want to throw out: your there.
0: average
1: and the size, the average height of a woman is five five, and I am actually five five and a half, so I'm slightly above average
2: yeah um how tall are you six foot i'm six three and my girlfriend is five three Woo. Shit. yeah
0: don't go home tonight and tell her that you found out she's below average i don't yeah. want that to happen it is below
1: average five five that's uh. it look it up
0: <laughs> but so you know we've always teased my wife about being short and her family <laughs> has always you know, joined in in that yeah, and thought they, it's hilarious.
1: It's so funny that
0: I pick on her. So we were only dating, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to her family Christmas. I'm going to do something that'll be really funny. So I go to Goodwill, and I buy a pair of Nike tennis shoes from Goodwill the the worst looking pair you can buy. And I literally screw a set of two by fours on each one of them, and write Cal Airs on the side. For Callie I wrap them up in a box, and we're sitting at her family Christmas, and she unwraps these tennis shoes with two by four screwed to the bottom. She immediately just put them back down, walked to her room, didn't speak to me the rest of the night. It was over.
1: <laughs> it was, was done. Not even funny.
0: That's it, actually
2: kind of cool. Oh, <laughs> it was hilarious. Not
0: funny. I wish I knew where they went now because now that we're married, and she she's i mean there's a lot of baggage if she leaves me now i'd love to have them back but i don't know where they went
1: the trash probably
0: i'm sure you've probably threw them away so there was an original pair of cal air tennis (laughs) shoes that that went over like a lead balloon but the other one i want to bring up and, and we talked a little bit about it during throttled up but you know i to talk about kevin briscoe and to talk about nascar the other one and, and I brought up Salem Speedway and I and I grew up and when I was in high school I had a good friend whose uncle loved Salem Speedway and we used to go down and camp down there and spend time at Salem Speedway and get to watch the Arca Cars and things like that. And when you talk about a guy who just loved to race, I I can remember watching Frank Kimmel drive oh, down yeah. there and you talk about a guy that could wheel an ARCA car there was nothing better than watching Frank Kimmel on the high banks at Salem Speedway. And that's always a memory that I'll hold really dear to my heart is watching him wheel around that place.
2: He pretty much carries the Arca series on his back. I mean, you know, he he's been involved in Arca for so long that I mean Frank Kimmel is the face of Arca. Absolutely. And 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 you talk about a guy who
0: I believe could have had opportunities to go somewhere else but just love that idea of being in that series and what it meant to him and where it put him it, he's a really special individual
2: you know you brought him up and it's kind of funny i kind of i jumped on the arca website today for just a minute and as soon as i jumped on there on the home page it has him and a young ty dillon <laughs> racing arca and ty dumps kimmel for the win and you know ty dillon pulls into victory lane and in the window as soon as he gets there is frank kimmel letting him know that he didn't appreciate the way he was raced there and you know you look at the people that have come and gone through the arca series in frank kimmel's career he has seen them all he's kind of like the professor i mean
0: he's kind of the professor of stock car racing it's like you have to get through his class in the arca series in order to be successful later on, and that's awesome that you bring up Ty Dillon because it's like you got to go through it. You, you, oh yeah, yeah. And, and Frank, there was nothing like when I used to watch him at, at Salem Speedway because he was gonna bang you. Oh. I mean, there was no, there was never a car that Kimmel pulled in the pits that was clean. I no,
2: mean. <laughs> but he's old school. You know, he came from the time that, you know, the Dale Earnhardts. and you. That's how you raced you know that that was the way it was absolutely absolutely well we're at an
0: hour and 20 minutes in callie you look super excited about talking racing
1: (laughs) i just i obviously from my my uh paper i filled out you can tell i don't know anything
0: well i'm gonna throw out that you're probably not going to be a guest on throttled up the good news is you are still the co-host of Married with Children.
1: <laughs> I haven't got fired from this yet. <laughs>
0: well, the good you news is... You just haven't
1: found a replacement.
0: Well, there was a lot of good feedback about the episode with NC.
1: Oh, yeah. Kicking me off.
2: Yeah, I was nervous about coming on, honestly. After her, you know, that's... Uh, and that we're going to go back to Nick. That's what he tells me. I feel sorry for you because you're not near as funny as she is. <laughs> you know that, That's what he tells me. So I knew I was going to come in and people were like... This is horrible compared to N.C.'s episode. Well, and and uh, I'm going to tell you, N.C., I wore exactly what you said I was going to, by the way, tonight. Yes.
0: Uh, I forgot to do this at the beginning. And it is important for N.C. that <laughs> yeah. we announce what everyone is wearing because it was a huge decision for her on what she would wear. And and I'm currently in a wonderful Jennings County uh, FFA T-shirt. Callie is in a IU sweatshirt. And Matt... Isn't exactly what N.C. thought he would be in. He is in a a race T-shirt from the Indiana Icebreaker, a pair of jeans, and his black and white checkered vans that she didn't believe he owned, but I can verify. He
2: owns black and white checkered vans. And, <laughs> NC, I actually put a hat on just for you because you thought I would wear a hat. So when I left the house, I put on a hat because that way I would hit exactly what you was guessing at.
0: So you you had it, you hit the nail on the head, <laughs> NC. He, he came just like you thought he would. Um, hey, the, the last thing I want to leave with is, you know, check out Throttled Up with Matt and Dustin. It's going to be on Apple iTunes, anywhere you can uh, get your podcasts, And come out to the racetrack. You know, that's the thing. You know, we talked a lot and throttled up, but I want want to throw back to go out and visit your local racetrack and, and, and see what you think. If you don't enjoy it, you don't have to come back, but at least give it a chance. When you talk about entertainment in small towns, this is an opportunity to see some really big guys that put a lot of time and effort in. Go out and watch your local local racetrack.
2: Bring your family. I mean, it is family oriented, so you know, don't think you just have to come. Bring bring your entire family and everybody sit there and enjoy it. And I'm going to add to it, Dustin. That uh, if you think you want to be a guest on Throttled Up, hit us up. You know, we'll sit and talk racing, and uh, you know, we'll go from there. So, you know, don't forget to hit us up on that. Absolutely. And I'm going to say, Matt, thanks
0: for coming and being a guest on Married with Children as well. Uh, very excited to set start this next podcast with you. Uh, and just a quick announcement looking forward ahead for married with children, the podcast, looking to record our next episode, uh, with a young lady who I'm very impressed with. Her name's Ashley Yoder. If you don't know her, look her up. She's an MMA fighter in the UFC, uh, from, as we've talked a lot about chase Briscoe tonight from Mitchell, Indiana. Uh, went to high school with ashley and she just fought in ufc 222 got totally robbed by the judges at ufc 222 but she's going to be our guest on the next episode of married with children and and a very impressive young lady and and a, hopefully a great interview
2: so callie anything from you i'm good all right matt i just appreciate you letting me you know come on and talk and I, i'm super excited for us starting to throttle up and uh I think we would do great things with that.
0: All right. Thank you. Hey, and get out to Brownstown Speedway. If for anything else, listen to the voice of Brownstown (laughs) Speedway, Matt, the voice staples, um, along with Callie, Cal Air's roller, and Dustin, roller coaster of uh, love. (laughs) (laughs) This is Married with Children.
2: Have a great week.